1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest, after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. For I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them, God was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things took place as examples for us, that we might not desire evil as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test, as some of them did and were destroyed by serpents, nor grumble, as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction, on whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation... He will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Please do take a seat. And it would be great if you could uh, take up a Bible again and look back to 1 Corinthians 9 and 10, which we read uh, earlier on. And I'm sure as we read it, uh, it wouldn't have escaped your notice that this is not the Apostle Paul writing in a light-hearted, jovial kind of mood. (laughs) This is a pretty stern warning that we have here. And at first sight, these words might actually sound a little bit harsh to us, but actually what I want to say is that this is actually deeply loving, what he's saying here. In fact, I want to go as far as to say that to warn someone is a really loving thing to do. So let's say, for example, I take my kids uh, to the beach and I really want them to enjoy it, like uh, so many of us did at the beach up in Almouth yesterday. And I, I want them to have fun. Uh, and so uh, I, I don't say to them simply, kids, the beach is perfectly safe. Um, uh, there's no danger here whatsoever. So you can do what you want, go where you want, you know, ha- go nuts. Um, your mum and I, we're off to the pub. Now I'm assuming do you agree with me that that is bad parenting? <laughs> so how about instead I say something like this, kids, this place is a nightmare. 
oh, there's probably broken glass in the sand, and um, oh, there's, uh, the tide comes in really fast here, we could get trapped, and uh, there's, there's so many jellyfish in the sea, and if the jellyfish don't get you, then there's riptides out there. So if you can't swim to Norway, then you will drown. What about that? Any better? <laughs> no. No, of course not. I have warned them, <laughs> but they're not going to enjoy the beach. They're going to be miserable. You see, the safety and enjoyment of my children depend not only on my warning, but the comfort that I bring. So what I say is, there are dangers here, kids. Uh, so you need to be careful. But daddy's here, so it's going to be all right. And folks, I want us to see this morning that as Christians, we need God our Father's loving warnings. And that as we receive them, uh, we've got to be able to see them as love, as we hear his beautiful comfort too. And that is how we find security and enjoyment as his children in this life. Now, if you've been here over the last uh, few weeks, then you will know uh, that we have been going through 1 Corinthians chapter 8 to 10, and you'll, 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 you'll know that the, the big deal is about food sacrifice to idols. The Corinthians have been saying to Paul, saying, listen, is it all right to eat the meat um, uh, that's been uh, offered to, to idols? Is, uh, is it okay they're having these dinners in the temple and, and everyone seems having a lot of fun there? Is it okay to go and join in? Uh, I mean, at least just eat the meat? Surely there's nothing wrong with that. And Paul has been saying, no, no, no. And as he's been saying it, it's been getting louder and louder and louder. We have um, different voices for warnings, I think, don't we? You'll know this if you're a parent or a, a teacher. So level one is the gentle, playful warning. Don't go too near the river, darling. <laughs> there's, there's crocodiles in there. Then there's level two, uh, which is, um, no, seriously, darling, uh, don't go near the river. The crocodiles will eat you. And then there's level three. Just run, run! There's a crocodile right behind you. Look out! Well, level one was chapter eight. Level two was chapter nine. And here, in 1 Corinthians 10, is level three. And I'm sorry, I hope I didn't give you too much of a shock there. <laughs> but that's exactly what level three is supposed to do. It is supposed to be a shock to the system. And Paul is doing that here. He's speaking as most strongly because the Corinthians, they went, well, they were flirting, not with crocodiles but with idolatry. So much so that they just had failed to see the danger of, that they were being dragged away from God. Which is why Paul ends chapter 9 saying, I do not run aimlessly, but I discipline my body and I keep it under control. Lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Paul himself thinks he could be disqualified. And if we, like the Corinthians, think that we can just indulge thoughtlessly in all the culture has to offer, we too are in huge danger because we might be disqualified and miss out on the prize that God has for us. And Corinthians, yeah, they, they just become so complacent in their faith. They, it was as if they'd waded out into the middle of the river and there were crocodiles all around them. <laughs> and they were just going, oh yeah, we're fine. We're perfectly safe. No problems here. Jesus loves us after all. Jesus forgives us. And hey, we're a really gifted church. Don't you know that? But 
Paul says, no, don't flirt with idols, flee from them. There's the warning. And run to Christ. There's the comfort. Christ is always the comfort. And the way to stay safe is to hold on to both those things. Let me show you how in this passage. Here's the first warning Paul gives the Corinthians. Don't run aimlessly. Have a look at uh, at chapter 9, verse 24 with me. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. I mean, I mean that's pretty basic, isn't it? You know, when you run in a, uh, 